Hello, welcome to this edition of the Age Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Jamie. And this year we're doing, um, now, and this episode we're doing this year's Absent Friends episode. Yeah. Uh, which coincides with the 30th anniversary of Deep Space Nine and the 50th anniversary of um, the animated series. Yeah. So there's one of each for the both of those, and there's two from this year. Um, and there's some quite a few. There's some really interesting people in this year. Yeah, I mean, we've we obviously got to say, obviously, it's, obviously, time has turned this year to do it, and obviously, what we've, what, what I think is done great is we've decided to go back down to four names instead of six. Um, so, which you know, and and the names that that Simon has picked this year, I think, is really, really interesting. Um. So obviously, you've done the usual. Said it's two two act actresses, two production, um, and yeah. So and obviously you've got we've got. Uh, I just also want to thank Simon for providing these notes for Memory Alpha for me. We'll probably share the Wikipedia. Yeah, because um, you've got yeah a few notes there, haven't you? No, it's still quite a light year, really. Honestly. Mm. Yeah. But there are some incredible people in here. Mm. And the last name couldn't have been, couldn't fit us. Like, even all three of us, even me, Jamie, and Phil, had something in common with him. Yeah. That we all enjoyed part of his work. Yeah. And actually, I, I mean, I won't say too much now, but I actually didn't know he'd even passed away this year. I didn't actually even know until Simon mentioned it to me. Um,. Should we start off with our first name then? Yes, again, this is another. I've got this on another thing, but I feel it's a shame with um, hairstylists. They always have very stub pages as well, and it's such a shame that they never get much. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I think that's the thing. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's intentional, but I feel like there's a bit of a. Uh, I don't think it's intentional but I feel like there's a little bit of a trend where people like animators or hairstylists or, you know certain areas of production they don't get enough credit for what they do and I think that is reflected as you say in in how little information well, the there choice is choice was made for me with the animated series um, choice yeah for the anniversary there was only kind of one clear obvious choice because he had the most for him. All well, the other ones are stub pages for yeah. animators, which is absolutely a shame because yeah. I only started doing it. I've had a very tough year this year. Again, it's that odd thing of kind of you want a long list to go through. I didn't have that this year. No. It. It. You look at how long Jamie's was last year. It was like a, pay, a post-it and a half. I've mm. got. Not even oh, three quarters of a page. If that, so I've kind of really had to dig a bit and try and, but yeah, it's it's still sad. And again, I, I was employed to go and have a look at that page because there's loads of people on there that you won't have heard of. Hmm. They've done wonderful thing again. It's last name like you look at what's his name, Earl Bowen. Earl Bowen, yeah. And the incredible things he's done. Again, he's a nice bit part actors, but you just go, that is incredible. Uh, but again, shall we focus on? Yeah. 
you say her name? Carol Coden Farp, um, although her birth name is Carol Doreen Saunders. Um, she was born uh, on 8th August 1940 and uh, passed away 26th of February this year, age 82. Um, she was a hairstylist who worked on episodes of TNG, DS9 and Voyager. She also worked as an assistant hairstylist on the video game Star Trek Klingon. Um, her work on Star Trek, and I think this is, I think this is amazing, earned her three Emmy Award nominations in the category Outstanding Individual Achievement in Hairstyling for a series for the following episodes. Uh, 1995 for the episode of Caretaker. Um, did you want me to read that? Um, who it's shared this with? This is where it gets. This is where I don't know how we want to. We could do where we. How much we want to say because all these awards are awarded to the whole makeup department. Uh, no, um, hairstylist department. Yeah. But I I wanted to do because I knew this would come up. So that one was awarded to fourteen others. Yeah. But I don't know where they want to go into because they are name heavy. Mm-hmm. And then the next one has nine, and the other one afterwards has seven. So yeah. I don't know whether you want, because there are other ones later on, and they're much shorter. So maybe we, uh, it's up to you, Jamie, whether you want to or not. Or because again, it's the, maybe we should. Because again, we they hardly ever get any spotlight. Yeah, I think I think and we this should. is the only page that yeah. she gets. So. Yeah, because because uh, uh, unfortunately, Carol doesn't even have. There's no there's no Wikipedia page. It's just this memory alpha page. Uh, so for caretaker, it was shared with uh, she shared the award with Josie Normand, Patricia Patricia Miller, Sean McKay, Karen Asano Myers, Dino Gonzano, uh, Rebecca De Morio, Barbara Minster, Janice D. Brando, Gloria Ponce, Catherine Rees, Virginia Kearns, Patricia Vecchio, Faith Vecchio, and Audrey Levy. Um, the next one was for the episode Improbable Calls. Share with Josie Normand, Norma Lee, Ronald W. Smith. Jose. Jose, thank you. I think. Jose Normand, Norma Lee, Ronald W. Smith, Gerald Solomon, Michael Moore, Chris McBee, Faith Vecchio, Rebecca Del Morio, and Joan Phillips. Uh, and then also for the 1997 episode, Trials and Tribulations, share with Norma Lee, Brian A. Tunstall, Jacqueline Masteran. Uh, Lindley White, Francine Shermain, Susan Zitlow Most, uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, and Charlotte Harvey. Um, in 1995, she won. Have you just said that? Oh no, no, that's different. She yeah. won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Hairstyling for a series for her work in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, episode of Washington Affair, which she also shared with fellow hairstylist uh, Laura Conlonay. Virginia Gobelson and Deborah Holmes Dobson working in the f- uh, film industry from the early 1970s on her credits include the television theater, uh, thriller Pray for the Wildcats in 1974 with William Shatner the sport comedy The Bad News Bears in 76 television series Charles in Charge from 84 to 85 Evening Show from 1990 Hook from 1991, which I think is incredible, um, with Norman Lee, Gus Lee, Pre, Kim, oh, that goes on a bit, Antonio, yeah, and Francine Sherman, and the, the television movie The Rockford Files, A Blessing in Skies from 1995, 
and then she's got six Star Trek credits Unification 2 uh, Violations Power Play um, and then Oh no! Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And then there's probable cause, trials and tribulations, and caretaker. Yeah, I think, and that's it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think what's amazing though is the fact she, you know, she's worked with uh, other people, people she knew from Trek on other things, and and as as you say, Hook, nineteen ninety one. That that's I uh, Robbie Williams. That's, I love that film. That I love that as a kid, and the hairstyle in that film is absolutely fantastic, as you kind of said. Um, so the fact that she did so on on a film that we both love, I think, just it's great. And you know, and episodes that were nominated. I mean, you know, they are probably considered, particularly probable cause and Charles and tribulation, kind of you know classic Trek episodes. So the and, I, and you know, as you say, it is a shame that she didn't get more recognition. But I think the fact that she earned three Emmy Award nominations, I think that is that is incredible. I really think that is amazing because, as you say, we don't. That's why we partly like to do production because, as you say, they don't get enough credit because they're behind the scenes. You don't see them really, but you know you see their work. And yeah, so I'm I'm really I'm really um, I'm really glad you you picked. Another interesting thing is it doesn't say how she passed away. No, it just says where, which was Castle Rock, Colorado in the US, yeah. So, who knows, I mean, it, it could have been old age, I mean, eight, early 80s, I mean, that's a pretty, you know, it said 82, I mean... They all live, live, live to a long age this year. Yeah. I think, but that's... Which is something, yeah. Again, I said to you before I got here, there's one thing I usually bring with me that I don't really look at, but I like having every year. My my destined book because I do every year write out who's on the list, so I write out name, age, and their um, like birthday and the day I passed away. Mm. I don't have that on me today, so it's a bit kind of bit annoying. Mm. I don't know how that came up. Um, so this is for the fiftieth anniversary of the animated series. As Jamie said earlier, animators don't have much of a page, so all I was, all I had left was the most infamous director from that series, um, Harold H. Sutherland, or Harold Sutherland is more commonly known, who was the director of it. Yeah. Um, who I feel like he's one of those uh, he's one of those characters that kind of gets thrown under the bus. Yeah. Unduly, mm. for the infamous. Oh, weird colours. And if you read the thing a bit, it's not true. No. And you do sit there and go, it's a fun fact, it's it's based on him. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um, so, Harold H. Sutherland, born the 1st of July uh, 1929, and passed away on the 16th of January 2014 at the age of 84. Obviously directed 16 episodes of season one of the animated series. This is where it gets a bit kooky, but again, it's animation for you. His name also appeared in closing credits of each episode of season two. However, filmation used stop closing credits. Um, when Bill Reed was the director for season two, um, uh, he was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1929, and his son, Keith Sutherland, 
was the voice of Simpec in Yes Year. Do What's you want to? Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually uh, know actually that that he was his son did the voice of Simpec. I think that's really quite cool. Is um, he the famous one or is he just another one? Keith, no, Keith Sutherland. Yeah, he's pretty famous. I think. Yeah. So I think it was Keith the Sutherland, didn't it? Is that's it where s- I got confused. Is it the same person? Don't think so. No, I think it might. No, no, no. It's someone. No, no, no. It's not. I think it's someone different. Side. Do you um, want to read the next bit? Yeah, I can. Um, NBC's decision for filmation to be the studio that would produce the animated Star Trek was somewhat daunting for Hal Sutherland. He says it was quite an honour and scared the devil out of me a little bit. He recalled with a laugh. Sunderland found that the actual production of the show was likewise a mixed experience. Later saying of it, it was really different and it was a pleasure to work on, but frightening at the same time because you didn't really, you really didn't want to do a lesser job than the public might expect. And this is from the Drawn to the Final Frontier, the making of TS DVD. Um, I've completely forgotten about Wikipedia. I always forget the juggling act. Um, uh, was an American animator and painter who begun his career as a Disney animator in 1954. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Yeah. Work on Sleeping Beauty, Lady in the Tramp, Peter Pan, and the last theatrical short that featured Donald Duck. Oh, my God. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Do you want to read the, some bit about the career? Yeah. Thank, yeah, some Thank you. Because I know you sound like you've perked up a bit. Um, again, because Jamie's not seen this per se, if you might have watched it seen online, but yeah, I said I, I sleep with you, a lady. Yeah, in the it's tramp. just, Classic. it's just, it's incredible just how they all interwove into our lives in some way from stuff we've watched or whatever. Yeah, um, so one of the company's three co-founders, Sunderland, had a large hand in a large number of Filmation's limited animation productions, which were broadcast as Saturday morning cartoons. Sunderland's directional assignments included the first, first 16 episodes of TAS and the new adventures of Flash Gordon in 1979. He also directed some of Filmation's memorable superhero cartoons including the adventures of Batman, the Batman and Superman Hour, Aquaman and the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure all in the late 1960s. Um, Sunderland went into semi-retirement in 1974 moving to Washington State to focus on fine art painting. One of Sunderland's later assignments with Formation was as production director for the TV series He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which began airing in 1983. He also directed uh, Pinocchio and The Emperor of the Night. Um, How Sunderland's last project with Formation was the Snow White sequel Happy Every After, which was finished in 1988 and released in 1993. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... But yeah, I just, I mean, like, you know, because, oh, my, as a kid, I said, watch Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, classic, Sleeping Beauty, seen that as well. And I said, I, and again, I mean, you, you mentioned, you said, you said, me reading that, oh my God, that's just brought flashbacks to my mind of watching that when I was a child, so many times. And the animation, that was absolutely wonderful. You know, I mean, I mean, granted, I know animation's changed and it's probably better now but but even the animation of that time has a certain there's a certain charm to it a certain nostalgic feeling to it um so yeah thank you for letting me read that bit out so i thought that was, that was really quite interesting um did you should we just say he died yeah of complications related to a gallbladder issue um how are we gonna deal with the whole scapegoatness yeah I'll let you I'll let you explain that because I said you you, uh, and you know you told that to me and I, I said I was looking at it, I'm a, 
you know, it's like he he was an escape goat. Because if you read his memory of a page, it goes into more detail. How sudden had a kind of colour blindness that is often cited as contributing to various colour issues in the series, uh, such as a slave weapon which features a pink coloured craft, traitor's claw, and in more troubles from troubles in which the troubles are pink. Also from the same reference that Jamie said earlier. However, storyboard artist, character designer Bob Klein laid the blame on colour director Ivan Kaplan. Kaplan? Yeah, Kaplan, yeah. Um, Pink pink equals Ivo Kaplan. Share Klein. Ivo was in charge of ink and paint, colours and various characters and props. And he would, would do it himself in his office. He would sit down with a sail and paint it. He's also referred to by many people there as purple and green guy. You'll see it in lots of his scenes, purple and green used together. It was these were that was some of his preferences. He made dragons red, the Kazinti's costume pink. It was all Ivo's call. A Kaplan Ivo Kaplan's call. He wasn't listening to anyone else when he picked up the colours or anything. And that's a guide to the series. So it wasn't how sudden at all. Hmm. It was already done by the time it got to his his desk. Yeah. So the fact that he was kind of used as a scapegoat like, is kind of not very nice, really. Um, so I'm glad you shed light on that side because, as you say, you said it kind of it's seen as a kind of interesting fact. Yeah. But as you say, it actually isn't fact because it's not. You know. So it's one of those old things that. You put two facts together and you go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's colour blindness. That's why. That's, that's why, why it was the way it was. Is, but it? It's, that no, was, no. He might have said he was colour blind, sure, but that didn't that didn't factor into what actually happened. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting tip. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I said I'm glad you cleared that up because I said I, again, you know, if I had, you hadn't told me about it, I might have drawn the same conclusion, which in a way is understandable, but it's again, it's not true. So it's, it, I said it should. It, it should be rectified. Do you want to finish this off? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, how Sunderland was pleasantly surprised by NBC's elation with the series. I remember getting a personal letter from them saying how wonderful the show looked and how happy they were with the results. I never heard anything like that in all the years we've been in business, 20 odd years. Um, after his... Uh, yeah, after his work on the animated series, Sunderland continued directing episodes of other filmation shows well into the following decade. He also directed a number of theatrically released films for the company, including Journey Back to Oz in 72, Treasure Island 73, Oliver Twist 74 with the voice of Jane Webb, and The Pinocchio and Emperor of the Night 1987 with the voice of William Wyndham. Yeah. So, yeah, just really, really interesting. And I, I saw that bit with the whole escape goatness and just went, yeah, that's something I want to clear up. Yeah. Again, I, I had a and part, my list of animators who just had they did a thing yeah which is which we've done in the past but I wanted something a bit more substantial yeah and that was it, I kind of had my decision made for me I'm glad you I'm glad you did Si because that was very very again I said the whole thing I always was, loved I always loved the sprinkling of Disney mm, when you get a lovely yeah. reference to sprinkling See, of Disney this is there. this is one of the, this is one of the reasons why I I think it's it's necessary and why it's great that we do do this because not only is it shedding light on those unsung heroes but as you say 
the more personal connection to not just us but other people as well the stuff they grow up with so as you say um like like i said like how sunderland with the whole um you know lady in disney stuff like lady in the champ and um oh, me, what's my, um oh god <laughs> i've lost oh this is, sorry it's in the wikipedia so lady in the champ and um Oh, <laughs> my mind's gone completely blank. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Peter Pan, yeah, Sleeping Beauty. So yeah. Um, next, Come on, Joe. Yeah, you sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next. This was a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, Camille, uh, Camille uh, Savlia. Savrini. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, she. But you all know who it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she obviously she's an actress. She was born sixteen July. You will know her as oh, sorry, Kyle Pucker in uh, DS Nine. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, she was born sixteenth of July, nineteen fifty, and um, passed away twenty uh, eighth of October, twenty twenty one, age seventy one. Said she was played Kyle Pucker in the four episodes of DS Nine. Oh, I've got more. You've got more. Um, uh, oh, she died. Oh. Oh, she died from heart failure in Hackensack, New Jersey. Thank you. Um, uh, a native of the Bronx, New York City, Italian-American Saviola graduated from the prestigious high school of music and art in Manhattan and dropped out of college after a year in order to learn acting. She was a singer of the 1970s female rock band, the Margot Lewis Explosion. I did not know she was in a rock band. That, That is cool and become a successful character actress on stage, film and TV. Her Broadway credits included part of Mama Madalena in the original production of Nine and Matron Mama Morton in the revival of Chicago. Uh, did you want to read the next bit? There's more than that if you want. Yeah. Uh, she grew up near Yankee Stadium. Um, a bit about disco. And was signed to a disco contract in the late 1970s. Okay. Um, she also received a Cable Ace Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress in the Made for Cable Movie Nightlife. And, and the Backstage West Garland Awards in 2007 for her role in Zorba. Uh, oh, well, she's done quite a few things. Yeah. She Betsy's Wedding, I think I might have seen that actually. Um, yeah, one of the things that I do want to mention, if it's all right with you, and Simon pointed this out to me, and I did not flipping realise it. Go on, Jerry. There we go. Well, actually, I think we've got, I think, uh, yeah. Oh, didn't I give you one? You did give me a copy, yes. Thank you. I, I do appreciate it. She played a part of a character. She played, she was in a, she guest starred. I thought starred. I was going to tell you, and you were going to, duh, yes. No, no, I no, no. Not. She guest starred on an episode of Friends. Well, it's very early. Very early, very first season. Uh, she was well. She was called the horrible woman. She was credited, but actually, uh, her nickname was uh, was it Mitzi? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'll explain this. So the horrible woman is a nasty New York lady who appears in the episode the one with the East German laundry detergent, season one, episode five, portrayed by Camilla Savolia. The actual name of the character is not revealed in the episode. The credit lists her as the horrible woman. At some point, Rachel calls her Mitzi, Mincy, or Mintzy, or Mitzi, but it's unclear if any of these is her name or how Rachel would know it. But the closed captions call her Mitzi, so M I T Z I. 
The woman is a bully to Rachel and the second female antagonist to appear in the series. The first one is Nurse Sizemore. She first meets Rachel in a laundromat when she steals the latter's machine and loads her own clothing into it, using the excuse that there wasn't any clothes in it in, it in order to win the argument with her. Rachel is unable to stand up to her at first, but Ross Geller, who is with her, does. He wins the argument and the woman withdraws her clothes from the machine. Ross, con- Ross confronts confronting the woman... Um, no, that's oh, sorry. caption. Caption, sorry. Later, all of Rachel's white clothes are turned pink because of a red sock. The woman walks The woman walks past, peeking into the washing machine. She smiles wickedly at her, sniggering with vain happiness as she walks on. The woman is finally seen when Rachel leaves her cart nearby and the big bully attempts to steal it from her, using the excuse that there wasn't any clothes in it again. Rachel wins the argument this time by jumping into the cart. At smart, the woman stinks away. And, oh, that was it. She goes... Hey, 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 there wasn't any clothes in there. Rachel goes, hey, 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 stop making up rules. Yeah, she plays the part brilliantly. And I think that's why I didn't recognise her, because obviously in DS9, she plays a completely different character. Completely different, which I think is... You'll probably know this. Is this... Why am I asking? I know I can find out. It would have been after, because that was 94, DS9 was 93, so it would have been after. Friends would have been after DS9. I'm pretty certain of it. Um, but I think that's just a testament to what a great actress yeah. she was. 94 and 90... Yeah. It doesn't say, but yeah. Yeah, yeah 93, yes, not because it was in the first season. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a testament to what a terrific actress she is, but I honestly did not know that. I really didn't. And oddly enough... Well, isn't that a sign of a good a- actor? Yeah. Actress? Yeah. And the... Um, yeah, and it's like it's like when um, I said the actress who played Nurse Sizemore, I recognised her in one of the crime series I liked. And like thirty years, I thought so. That woman looks bloody familiar. Where the heck do I know her from? And I found out she was in Friends as well. So yeah, it's just yeah. Um, I just think that's amazing. Did you do that paragraph, Jamie? Uh, no, 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 no. Did you want to do that because you haven't read anything out so far? We so, can skip over the Friends one because we've done, we've that, done in that. Yeah, huge entirety. Did you want to read the next bit? Between 2006? Yeah, between yep. 2006 and 2009, she had a recurring role on the television series Entourage as Turtle's mother, which means actually nothing to me. I don't know either. But it's a huge show, so... She was cast by Woody Allen in three of his films, Broadway Danny Rose in 84, The Purple Rose of Cairo in 85, and The Shadows and the Frog in 91, uh, with Wally Shawn. For other feature films credits include Betsy's Wedding... Has some family values in '93 with Christopher Lloyd and. Oh, how'd you say that name, Jim? Uh, Karel Stroiken will say that. And Penn and Teller get killed in '89. Um, movie of the Friends chapter because we've, mentioned we've that, done yeah. that more than is mentioned there. Yeah. Um, but they do fill out the Friends chapter a bit, don't they? Hmm? They do fill out the Friends chapter a bit. Yeah. Uh, she also played guest roles on shows such as ER, NYPD Blue, uh, Jag Becker, Judging Amy, Without a Trace, Nip Tuck. Her last on-screen credit was a recurring role on four episodes of Younger between 2018 and 2019. Yeah. And she said she started it with Jag with uh, Terry Farrell. Well, I don't think it's probably not the same episode, but they started in the same series together, which was interesting. Yeah, um, and obviously her appearances in DS9 was, uh, the four episodes was Emissary, Battle Lines... The collaborator and uh, accession. Yeah, you kind of have to put the proviso on. They do say it somewhere. 
as alien chiropractor as a kind of prophet chiropractor yeah. so technically but as proper Kai yeah. but yeah first three episodes but um, yeah but I, I, yeah um, did you want to talk a bit more because I know there's probably a little bit more in about her credits or you happy with what we've covered no you can look through it but there's nothing that really stood out to me otherwise I would have gone I've highlighted yeah, so it so, so if there's anything you want to mention go um, for it Jamie no I don't think so but she's done quite a lot of stuff she has done quite I mean you, you can look at stuff from, Minnesota, from the 80s all the way up to well again like 2015. She's, she's another really good pit part pit, yeah bit part actor yeah so yeah um, but yeah I'm, again I'm, it said that was a no brainer so again I, again because we just did season one now season review and it just seemed very fitting to do her and it fitted the anniversary brief like myself as ever yeah now this obviously this last name um, again I because you you said to me oh yeah I've picked someone that we both quite like and I I couldn't I, I didn't honestly have a clue for again he's another bit part that you'd know but you wouldn't know and then I said one little phrase to him and he went oh oh yeah. and he got when I told him he got really excited like I hinted earlier in the day and then I got back here found the name on my phone I think and went yeah. I think it clicked I think he actually did kind of put two and two together and went oh actually yeah that, yeah. that is cool because well, as I said earlier Earl Bone I didn't know he'd passed away I honestly didn't know he'd even passed away but he's got a link to me Jamie and Phil yeah by work he's done and each in a French no not franchise in an area that we oh, we'll keep to franchise because um, um oh what's the games called um World of Warcraft, there you go, yeah. yeah. Done something where we go, oh my god, that's so cool. Where we all sit there and go, oh, that's such a cool thing. Mm. Do you want to start, Jeremy? Cause yeah. Yeah, it's, um I don't know whether you, what you want to... Maybe... I, no, that's a little bit. There's Wikipedia as well. I'll, I'll, I'll do it from both. <clears throat> so, old Bowen, uh, born August 8th, 1941, uh, passed away on the 5th of January... Uh, 2023 was age 81 was an actor who played Nagilum in the TNG second season episode where silence has lease I didn't know that was him he also provided voices to characters in Star Trek computer games including Star Trek Voyager Leap Force as the uh, Worfsoff Imperial Officer and Crewman and Star Trek Bridge Commander Captain Jackson uh, Director Tobin Serums and and Legate Matan Uh, which is again that's where mine comes in because that's my favourite game entirely I've been watching a playthrough of it and you can't tell it's him in each role the way he characterises each character is so incredibly well done that you would have thought they've got different people in but no it's it's just oh Um, uh, this is obviously where my connection with him (laughs) comes in Byron was best known for playing Dr. Peter Silberman in the Terminator franchise. So, the Terminator 1984, Terminator 2 Judgment Day 1991, and Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines 2003. Besides Arnold Schwarzenegger, he is the only actor to appear in the first three Terminator films. Um, let's see. On the TV series of Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, Silberman was portrayed by Bruce Davison. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, as soon as he said 
used to come on phrase, I thought, I thought, oh my god, it's him. And yeah, and the fact is, the fact he did all three of the Terminator films over what three decades is a testament to what a fantastic actor he is. The fact he came back and didn't have to, he absolutely did not have to. But I'm really glad that he did. So yeah, I just yeah. Um, let's see. Other um, do you want me to read a bit more? Or do you want to read the next bit? No, you carry on, Jerry. Uh, you, you seem to have quite a good uh, flow. Uh, other film credits include sci-fi comedy The Man with Two Brains, uh, 1983, with James Cromwell, David Warner and Jeffrey Coombs. The drama Walk Like a Man, 87, with Christopher Lloyd. Uh, the sci-fi buddy cop uh, film Alien Nation in 1988. The sci-fi romantic comedy My Stepmother is an Alien, 1988, which includes Susie Paxson. Um, and the comedy... Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, 1989, which sounds like a very interesting film. Say the first name. With Lysia Neff. I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't. You should know. Who, 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 who is he? Who is he? Um, or who did he play? I'm guessing someone in Star Trek. She played... Oh, sorry, um, she. Oh, what do you call her name? Um, Senior Gomez? Oh really? Mm. Oh, Ensign Gomez. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, thank you for letting me know. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I see. I know because the character she well. She also appears in. Oh, what's that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, I can't really think of it. It goes to Mars. Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to Mars. I don't think I've seen that film of his. Impressed. No, it's quite a famous one. It's the one where he gets his memory and he thinks he's an action star. And... Oh, um, I, I think I know what you mean, but I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. But, 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 yeah, she's but... in it. Okay. Um, yes, it's, it's famous. Everyone's sitting there going, "Yeah, you did." It's yeah. Thing, but I can't <laughs> think of it. Put your faces on stun, please. Um, he guested on episodes of series like Hawaii Five O, Buck Rogers in the Twenty Fifth Century, Mash. Fantasy Island, which starred Ricardo Monteblanc, um, Saint Elsewhere, uh, Night Court, Family Matters, Dallas, Towers from the Crypt, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, Louis and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, which include Dennis Crosby and The West Wing. Um, did you want to read a bit, bit yourself? Yeah. 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 Right. I don't know if you're going to go for your your wiki notes or your memory alpha. Uh, yeah, because these are very different notes, which is quite weird. I read uh, up to yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up to. Bone is known to many TV viewers as a Harper's Family past of the Rev Lloyd Meacham on the eighties sitcom Mama's Family. His his character was featured in several of their most memorable episodes on both network and syndicated versions. He also appeared as a clergyman. In episodes of Golden Girls, The Golden Palace, The Wonder Years, Boy Meets World, Seinfeld and Three's Company. He also appeared in, as Winnie's boss in Elf. Um, again, he's, he's just one of those bit part acts has just done everything. Other films include The Main Event from 1979, Battle Beyond the Stars 1989 to 5, 1980, Soggy Bottom USA 81, The Man with Two Brains 83, to be or not to be, 83. Alienation, 88. Marked for Death, 1990. Naked Gun, 33. 
from the third. The final assault yeah. in '94, and the Nutty Professor two, the clumps from 2000. Again, a film I know well. Ah, this this is where we get into film territory. In 1987 came his first voice role as Taurus and director video G.I. Joe the movie. So his most well-known voice roles were Venus Pirate of Chuck from Monkey, La- Monkey Island series of adventure games. This Again, this is Phil. He also provided the instructions for World of Warcraft and its expansions, voicing... Voicing... Oh, God. Uh, Magferidian. Mag- in World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, and King... Uh, King uh, Terranus uh, Menafil II. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I don't know if that's even correct, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. In World of Warcraft, it. Wrath of the Lich King, including a cinematic trailer and end cutscene for the expansion, which include, featured the iconic line, No King Rules Forever Than My Son. Um, he also played Sergi... Uh, do you want to do the, mem- the, the Metal Gear Solid stuff, Jeremy? Yeah, uh, what are we up to? Um, oh, yeah. Bone was known for voicing dramatic thespian Edwin Blackguard in Focus on the Family's Adventure in Odyssey, as well as Edwin's um, nefarious twin brother, Regus. He also portrays Sergei Galukovich in Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. A role that he later reprised in Metal Gear 2 Substance re-release and the official digital graphic novel. Okay, I did not know that. I yeah, didn't... Read the research. I don't, I don't... I'm glad I didn't. It's a nice surprise. Other roles include Colossus in X-Men, Legends and a variety of characters across multiple Star Trek titles including British Commander and Armada 2. Uh, Bones' voice was heard on the Disney Railroad from 2002 to 2016 on the Walt Disney World Railroad from 20, tw- 2002 to late 2010. Um, he retired from acting in 2003 but continued his work as a voice actor in radio, TV, cartoons and video games. Um, uh, Did we say any of that? We need to say that stuff. Yeah, do you want to say it or do you want to? You do. Uh, Bowen married actress Carol Gein in 1970. She died on the 23rd of April 2001 from ovarian cancer at the age of 58, which I thought was just really, really tragic. Um, and he said together they uh, have a daughter. Um, yeah, I did not know he did the voice of Sergei Galukovich. Again, I know you've never played Metal Gear Solid 2, but as you said, Si, um, as you kind of said to me, his voice is unrecognisable. Like you wouldn't be able to. Did you do that bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Jim, you carry on saying what it you was, were saying. It, it was unrecognisable. I did not know he did the voice of Sergei Galukovich. It's, it's not like a massive, massive part, but it does. It does. It, you know, it does have a, a bit of part. In it, but I, I really didn't know that. I really, really did not know that. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, did we read that bit? About the monkey. No, we can go huh? back and do it. Yeah, it's ah. um, video games and. Yeah, he was also famous for voicing the main villain of the Monkey Island series of games, the Undead yeah, Pirate. I did that bit. Okay, you did that right. Uh, okay, yeah, so. You uh, can do. Um, I don't think I did from that bit onwards, if uh, you want to do a bit more. Oh, for several years, uh, in the early 2000s, he was. No, a, up a bit. Oh. Among his animation roles, he provided the voice of Senior. Senior 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 a character originated by Ricardo Montalban for episodes of a Disney series King Possible when Montalban wasn't available 
And for several years in the early 2000s, he was the voice of Mr. Bleakman, the irascible neighbour to the Howard family on the BPS kids series Clifford the Big Red Dog. I think that is everything. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. Um, I said so, you uh, you really... You... If you want to knock yourself out, Jeremy, there's more credits and you want to... I'll have a quick sift through, but I don't, I'm not going to read every single thing, but I'll see if there's anything else I actually recognise him in. So he's been doing stuff since like the mid, so mid-70s, mid and yeah, he goes all the way into the 80s and 90s. I mean, he's done so much. Unbelievable. Um, well, again, doing this, you realise just how many bit part actors are out in Hollywood. Yeah, they just do jobs on jobs and jobs. I mean, that, most of his stuff is TV. Most of his stuff is TV. Um, so animations, he's done a lot of that. My God, I mean, there's pages and pages here. This is unbelievable. Johnny, uh, Johnny Bravo again. Say else, I've got Dexter's Laboratory again. I grew up with that, watching that at Cartoon Network as a kid. Uh, again, it's done. Said Mel Gear Solid Two. I didn't know he did that. That load of video games as well. I just think that's amazing. I mean, I know. I see. Cause a lot of these actors, they'll take anything and everything they can get to earn a living. Um, but you know, the fact that he, he was so diverse in what he did, I think it's just a testament to what a wonderful actor he was. So yeah, um, I've. Yeah, I, again, I think... But I, I just went, right, I know who I'm going for, because I saw that Bridge Commander thing, and it was a bit like, you know, that's like catnip, and then it was a bit like, it looked a bit further, and it's a bit like Terminator. Well, I've definitely got to do it then, like, yeah. that's a no-brainer. And I think it's lovely, even fantasy, I know, obviously, Phil's not with us anymore, the fact you managed to find something that's even that same connected that he loves, just shows you, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think, I think I, again, so he picks superb choices. I'm very... I think you've, you know, so... Because they have three very different characters he did for Bridge Commander. Yeah. So Captain Draxon, that's a Klingon guy. Mm. And then Dr. Sobren Sobrens is a bit of kind of an old hippie, isn't he? As I said, I've played... Yeah, I've played... Okay, granted, I've not played Metal Gear Solid 2 in years and years and years. But, you know, watching him in Terminator and then hearing his voice in that, I wouldn't... Again, it's indistinguishable. Which just goes to show what a wonderful actor, not just in terms of TV, but also voice acting as well. So yeah, well done on those names, Matt. You picked, you picked. I think they're all fantastic. But I, I just find it really interesting. Just again, it's people you won't have known or heard about, or you know them well, but you you can't recall them being in things that you've watched or the voices and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. So obviously. I was surprised that you didn't know she was in Friends. No, I, no, no, I didn't know that. I, I really thought that didn't. was going to be a thing where it's been like, yeah, I know that, so. No, there you go. You still, still, I'm, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Friends. Um, no, I, well done on the names. going to be one eventually. Huh? Is that going to be a general interest at some point? Friends? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Would that be one you'd be quite, I think you probably would be more into, I think, because, Again, I like like friends more than you, but you you enjoy it. You enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe actually, I might even make that. Yeah, maybe I may make that my next kind of something a bit because obviously Last of Us is kind of was heavy going, so maybe something a bit more, you know, light hearted. I think would be quite nice. Because yeah, I like my horror and I like my crime shows, but I I like other things as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, is there anything more I want to say or? 
No, no use your thing go and check them out yeah honestly guys um, yeah really interesting name sign I'm, I'll be yeah great choices so yeah M's our absent friends for this year obviously next year it'll obviously be going back to me um, I will be sticking with four names next year will be so um, I don't think I don't know if we'll ever do more again at some point maybe we will I don't know but for the moment I think four names is I think it's a it's a good all round number still so yeah um Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you found it interesting and informative. And yeah, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.